1: The Fatherhood Fatherhood Podcast. Podcast. Beats, Beats, rhymes, rhymes, and diapers. diapers.
2: All right, we're good. So, tonight, today, wherever you're listening to this from, we got a special guest with us. We've got MC producer Stan Ipkus, aka journalist, author of the children's book, My Name is Spit, and more importantly, a father, Daniel Eisenberg. Welcome to the Fatherhood
1: Podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So you've got you've got uh kind of dual identities here. Um I'd say before we get into all the kid mix, uh Uh, give us a little breakdown of uh kind of your 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 two different identities.
1: Yeah, so um I'll start with Daniel Eisenberg, because that's just me, the name I was given. Um currently um I'm a creative director at a sports marketing agency. That's like my full-time job um and then i've always balanced my full-time work with um kind of music journalism well not always but for the past i'd say um decade or so maybe yeah. 15 years um and uh, so i use that name when when i'm writing um, and i've done a, a ton of work for all your favorite websites and blogs from complex to now right um to even pitchfork i wrote an article for once um, and um, so that so that's a big part of my life, and it, it continues on uh, today in different forms. And then Stan Ifkus is is my rap name. Uh, I've been rapping since I was a kid in high school. Uh, performed a lot through college in my twenties. You know, had a moment where I was going after like a deal, probably like everyone else was. Didn't really make it, but um, have had a nice little what I would call a semi-pro rap career with. With some decent highlights, and um, even in the past year, I've had some highlights as I started recording again hmm. during the quarantine, and and had some nice looks uh, on on radio and uh, playlists and things like that. You know, um, and you, you know, still the, and, the modern the modern day looks,
3: and you're still and going that, with um, with Stanley Ipkiss. That's the moniker we're we're checking for.
1: Yeah, Stan Ipkiss, IPCUS. Yeah, yeah. So I I actually put out a um a project at the end of. Uh, actually, the beginning of this year, um, called um, Big Ip, don't play, and it has a few songs that um, I recorded during the quarantine that that kind of caught the ear of DJ Premier. I was like started playing my songs on the radio, um, like a few different tracks, like multiple weeks, which was like a huge highlight for me in the past year, um, and getting other looks on kind of like the underground radio circuit. Um, so yeah, Stand Up still still lives on i'm proud of that and um and yeah so those are kind of my dual identities mc you know i make beats and stuff too and then i um, always a rap journalist too um balancing that with a full-time career as daniel Eisenberg also which some people don't really know about if they know me from those two worlds but um yeah doing that too
2: i'm curious going
1: on all the time
2: i'm curious about the I often find it interesting when when I run into folks who can manage the juggle of like, all right, I've got a full time gig or I've got a career, especially when you have a family. And for those that uh, have never been in the music biz before, it's you you know it can just be one of those times where one month you're eating, the next three months you're not, depending on (laughs) where you're at with things. So I'm, I'm I'm often curious on just how you can continue or how you continue or when you come to that realization, especially when you have a family, like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a, a passion or find a career that's gonna that's gonna pay me, but I'm still gonna be able to maintain and do the other things that I like to do as kind of this side hustle and or you know whether it's just to have a creative outlet or just to right. continue to do things to see it through. Um I'm curious in your mind, like when you came to that realization, was it having a family? Like, hey, let me just veer off from here and but continue to do this to see what happens?
1: Yeah. So there was probably a couple things for me. So one thing I think that was a hindrance in in me just like going hard and, and becoming a full-blown MC who's doing it full-time. I mean, some may say maybe I wasn't good enough or the timing wasn't right, but for me, I always maintained a full-time job. I always had a full-time job ever since I've been out of uh, college. So I never had that moment where I was like, I'm going to drop everything and just go hard and try to be a rapper and go out to every event and live in the studio and all that stuff. I never had the, that moment. I, I don't think I necessarily had the ability to have that moment because I always had to support myself. Um, <clears throat> so that, that was, that was a hindrance for me. But then I think it flipped and there was probably a moment where even as I was going hard on the side doing that, I kind of said, all right, I'm getting engaged. I want to have a family. I need to kind of leave this rap dream alone and really just focus on my career. So I definitely had that moment where I kind of, it became more like what you were saying. Just I'm just going to have this as a hobby. Yeah, maybe I'll record. Maybe I'll even do a show or two. But like I know in my mind I need to focus on my career and not the other way around where I have a full-time job to support myself, but I'm going after a dream. And then I'd say as a third iteration of, of my answer to the question, when I started having kids is actually when I started going super hard with the rap journalism. Like, okay, I have a career building here. At the time I was working for the Boys and Girls Club as a cultural arts director. So I was running programs for kids. But I needed, I needed more income. So I was like, I'm going to start going super hard with the rap journalism. And that's when I went from like having a blog that was kind of for fun to like reaching out to people, trying to figure out how like I can get paid by a complex or something like that to have steady feature gigs, um, you know, get a monthly check from them so that I have something to supplement my full-time income. And that really propelled me to where I'm at now which was a switch over to what I think has been a more lucrative career and one that kind of fits my skill set even more considering that I have my own boys and girls club at home now with four kids um, which is working in the as a writer in the marketing world um and just was able to basically like double my salary it's all revolves around culture and sports and music and all that type of stuff um and then and I can always still do rap journalism on the side um because of that, because that world really embraces creativity and people being able to have different creative outlets and stuff like that. So that's my long winded answer of like different ways where I've been able to balance it. It's super hard and it's tricky to find like the time, um, to do it all. Sometimes it involves late night. Sometimes it involves lunch breaks. Sometimes it involves like saying, I just can't do this. Um, I have to give up on it, but, um, but I've, I've always tried to do that. And like your intro to me and like being able to say he's this, this and this is always something I've been super proud of. Like I can rap. I have a full time career in this marketing world. I do rap journalism, hip hop journalism, and I'm and I'm a family man. Like that's that's the pride that I take in my own life for you to be able to intro me like that. That's dope.
3: You, you said think it felt like things accelerated when you started having children right you were grinding you were doing a bunch of things wearing several hats when you be when you started having children you said your salary doubled because you started to find kind of the sweet spot where you you know felt you were most productive with the different things you were doing how much of that do you attribute to the new sense of focus that kids brought to your world because I'm assuming obviously things change right? How how did wait, that right. impact? Did
0: give you focus?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> we, we, we haven't taught you that yet. You, you gotta wait. You gotta wait.
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually think the I actually think back to that time and think of like how crazy it really was and how hard I was going. And I think it was really just, yeah, you have kids and you'd probably just feel like this sense of responsibility and like, yo, I have to pay the bills i have to be able to put food on the table and clothes on their backs and pay for this and no matter how much support you might get from uh you know family or something like that it's it's always on you as the dad to like grind it out so i mean i was going hard i was working full time for the boys and girls club and then basically full time for complex on nights and weekends doing feature stories and covering their like daily news you know flow on the music channel Um, that was crazy. Like it was just nuts. I was working seven days a week, basically. And anytime I was home, um, at night, like until late, late into the night past midnight, I was just live, like looking, you know, what's the next story. We gotta, we gotta be the first ones to it for complex. We gotta be the ones to break the song. We gotta be the ones to break the news, et cetera. So, and I was doing feature interviews too. So it was just, it was a lot, but I think that's what propelled it. It was just like, you're right. You know, you have kids. It's really that sense of responsibility, I think, and just like we all have to eat, and it's on you. So let's go hard. Luckily, it those two worlds kind of everything collided for me, and I was able to like step into like a a new level of my career or a different facet of my career where I was writing professionally and like a in the in the marketing world, and I was able to make some more money to the point where I could kind of rely on that and not have to hustle as much on the side. Um, but it took a lot of hard work to get there for sure. Dope.
2: And and you got four kids, correct? You, you have a newborn as well?
1: I do. Yeah. I have Ooh. three boys, three elementary school age boys. And then, and then a baby girl who's uh seven months old. Congrats. Amazing. Thank you so much. Was it, was it yes. the
3: circumstance where you guys tried for a girl throughout the process and you never got it? So you went for four to see what happened?
1: Yeah, we just kept going and kept going. After three, I was like, are we really going to keep going? And, you know, that's why there's a little gap between the third and the fourth. And we just kept talking about it. We're like, let's just go for it, you know. And yeah, she's like a miracle, to be honest. She really is, because my wife, you know, she definitely she loves our boys 100 percent, you know, but she always wanted a girl and always like pictured us having a girl. So even from my my oldest son, like when we found out he, he was going to be a boy, she was like, "Really? She couldn't believe it." So it was just a matter of like, you know, let's keep trying. So yeah, she's like our, our little miracle. It's amazing that she's here. She's she's something else. What's We're that energy?
2: What's the energy like with the three boys? Uh, and because we had a we had some neighbors across <laughs> the street, and they don't they don't live here anymore, but they have three boys like ages yeah. from I don't know. It was like three till nine and man the, the yeah, three of them popping. just it was i mean they're it's awesome to see it but they they just go nuts <laughs> so yeah, i'm wondering if, i'm wondering if that is a, a similar yeah. similar theme in your in your house
1: yeah it's it's definitely popping it's live They're you know my they're like so they're like 10 9 and 6 they're, they're so they're all close enough in age where they have like the same interests and want to mm-hmm. do the same thing so yeah man it's they have a they have a crazy energy for sure um yeah they're they're like ready to go they get silly they get wild you know they fight a little bit um but it's they're wonderful. kind of like a they're they're a cool little unit though they they like they love each other and want to be with each other and hang out with each other too so um it's crazy and then and then having the little girl and the baby in the mix with them has created like a a whole other different type of energy in the house too, which is actually awesome because they're like super into her and they want to help out and, and be involved. And, you know, they love her and want to pick her up out of her crib and play with her and all that stuff. So, but yeah, no, nah, if, if you've been around three, three boys before your neighbors or whatever, it's probably similar to that a lot of the time. When they pretty, fight, you know,
2: how, how, yeah. how long do you let it go before you guys intervene? Cause I noticed At least for at least from my experience, because we it was good for my son because he's an only child. And so um, I think when you have especially with the boys and they start roughhousing and everything, it's kind of it's it's almost like they need it seems like they need that outlet or at least they need to learn how to deal with it. I'm, I'm just curious, like if you let it go to a certain point so they kind of get it out and they, you know gladiators get it out of their system a little bit <laughs> right. before before it gets, right. too, Are you before not it gets too intense
1: <laughs> you know right, right, or right. do you guys
2: cut it cut it off right then and there when right when it starts happening
1: yeah i'm pretty much probably lean more to the side of like the moment it happens like yo chill. um but, yeah, it's more like, you know, they. I don't think they fight, like, typical, like, rough house right. boys where they're, like, wrestling with each other and stuff like that. I, I just don't I don't necessarily know if it's like that. They just, like, annoy each other and um, and just, like, mess with each other, call each other names. Every once in a while, someone will get slapped or hit or punched or something like that. But, nah, we never let it go crazy. I, I always love, I don't know if you guys saw the movie, I think it's She's the One um it's a it's an old movie from the 90s and the dad takes the the kid well they're like in their 20s at the time but they put the boxing gloves on in the back and he's like let's settle it with the boxing gloves I always kind of like dream of doing that with them too like they start fighting all right take the take it put the boxing gloves on let's see um but no, nah, I definitely try to nip the, any like crazy rough house violence in the nip that in the butt immediately um, before it gets too crazy
3: What's the biggest change for you now that you're starting again as a father, juggling all the things you're juggling in the world, and then also trying to keep up with your three sons while being a participant in, you know, the early stages of of your daughter?
1: What's the most challenging part of that? Time. I think time is just the, the most challenging thing for me right now. I mean, I've been working from home since the start of all this craziness and probably will be until september i'd say um but just time like it's it's already so much time just dealing with three boys in elementary school i got you know they're playing baseball on different teams running around doing all that stuff but then it's just like there's so much time involved with having like a an infant um you know all the cleaning up the washing, did you know just dealing with her and making sure she's safe all that stuff. It's just, I kind of feel like from the right now, I feel like from the moment I wake up, which is early in the morning, like today I was up at probably like five 50 until like almost like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. It's just like nonstop between work, the boys and the baby. It's just nonstop. Like there's no time to chill. Like you can't sit down and like chill for a second. You know what I mean? Um, It's just crazy. So I think time is like the most challenging thing. Like I have a lot of st- stuff that i want to do or need to do for work i'm working on this book um you know there's like different things in my life that i just want to do when i'm relaxing it's it's just it's just not happening right now you know i'm sure that'll shift maybe as they get a little older and she gets older but that's really been something i've been struggling with a little bit the past few months like wow like where the time going today i didn't finish what i needed to do or I got to really push through to, to get this done. Cause there's just no time or, or it's just like 1030 at night. And you're so tired. I don't know how you guys feel. Mm-hmm. You just like, you're so like, damn man, I can't believe I'm still doing this. I can't believe we're like folding laundry right now. I can't like, even get energy to,
0: be... to play Xbox.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> not, yeah. Like you want to do something fun. Exactly. I want to play like, call I'll, of I'll,
0: duty. My homies are hitting me and I'm like, Oh man, I'm too tired. for
1: this. Right. Exactly. You know, like there's no, like I haven't been out. Like there's no, Yeah, the fun stuff, even just like watching a movie or putting on television, like anything simple, like forget like 2K or anything like that. That's not even, I don't even, I don't even try, you know, Um, but yeah. And even, you know, sometimes it's even challenging within them. Like I want to do more stuff with the, with the boys too. Like they're playing baseball. I want to be able to go outside, have a catch or like um, even sit down. They love video games, sit down and play 2K with them or something like that. I can't do it right now, guys. I'm sorry. I got to do this, this and this. time time how do you get
0: how do you get into a zone though throughout the day to even work though because that's what i'm struggling with when i'm at home
1: i love that you said that and that that maybe we can bond on that because i've been also feeling like that too like the the work from home stuff it's like yeah okay sure um yeah, I have a call at ten, or I have this thing that I need to get done by noon, or whatever it is. And you're like, okay, cool. I'll block out from ten to eleven to get that done. But mm-hmm. in reality, you've been going hard, hard, hard to until you sit down at ten. Your brain has to like flip into like work mm-hmm. mode. That doesn't necessarily. You can't really turn that on and yeah. off. And and like that's uh, that that's another thing I've been struggling with. It's like, yeah, you could have things on the calendar, but your brain. And, like, your mind and your body and everything just vibes. Like, sometimes you just need a second. Sometimes you need a full hour to, like, start getting into your work. Like, especially, like, in my role is, like, really, it's a creative role. Like, we're coming up with new ideas. It's campaign ideas. It's, you know, activation. It's all sorts of stuff. You know, you're you're writing. You know, so so I don't know how many of you guys are, like, writers. But, like, to get into the zone to start writing and, like, you know, feel it um sometimes takes a little warm up so yeah man that's tough i don't know what what's what's your experience been like
0: i mean i mean <laughs> i'm struggling this it's is, my constant, experience yeah. is terrible it's like a constant question it, it, yeah especially yeah. at home like i have a like right now i'm in my office that's, that's away from my home i have like a studio and office space right. and just to get away to get here is a struggle um, right and and i feel guilty because i have young kids i have a baby and a toddler and yeah. And just when I do get here and I try to explain to my girl, she'll never get it. Like she'll never understand right. the, the the get in the zone time frame. Right. It's like to actually get something done that's worth anything, you probably need like at least an hour to get into that zone, like you said.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 100%. before you know
0: it, it, to be creative, you're you're looking at like half a day to a full day to to even do something small that's dope, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's
0: feeling accomplished. So I'm struggling with it and, and I'm not, and I'm trying to figure out like how are people successful
1: with kids? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I'll say, like, like I'll, I'll come out of like, you know, we don't have a big house, you know? So a lot of times I'm like just in my bedroom, I'll literally be taking calls like in the bedroom. I'm in the basement right now. I told the kids, you got to fall back for a second. Um, Like, this is where they come come down and like they have their little gaming stations and their little hoops and all that stuff. Um, but a lot of times I'm just in the bedroom and I'll, I'll close the door and then I'll come out like two and a half hours later or something. I'll be like, babe, I got in the zone. I, I finished everything, you know? And that's like, my, I always use that phrase. Like I got to just get in the zone. I got to lock in, how, um, how supportive but it's is harder. It's, it's how, harder to, it's harder to do than it is to say, you know, sometimes it's just tricky, but that's, yes. that's been my only saving grace is that I, I think I have a decent ability to do that. And, and one thing that I've laid off through this whole work from home experience is not that I've ever been like a big drinker or anything like that as an adult, but like it, it, having like a hangover or something like that would totally throw me off. I don't put any other like
0: well, imagine crazy I like variables.
1: Camp. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah it's good ba- luck.
1: Yeah, It's counterproductive. Yeah, you guys go hard. Yeah. Like, like. Like if I was doing drink champs at night and then trying to do what I do, just I, I would never be able to do it. So I haven't really like been partying or anything. I've been trying to like, you know, get as much sleep as I possibly can. Even though I hate going to sleep, I always want to stay up late and get that time after everyone's gone to the kids have gone to sleep to myself. But it's just like if, if I can at least keep my mind pretty fresh, hopefully I can get in the zone more often than not. That's been my been my only trick. Well, well, uh, how supportive. Man,
0: i was gonna say to answer for you at least from my side my yeah. girl gives me the side eye when i'm like "Yo, i gotta get in a zone it's gonna take me some time she's like looking at me like like great excuse buddy yeah. these great kids, these Just kids like, yeah, don't give a down. fuck you you want to play mr dj music collector guy that does this stuff cool for you but we gotta you know change this diaper i'm like yeah, yeah. come on man like this is what pays <laughs> the bills yeah.
1: what about what about you daniel yeah. I mean, we have, I have a great relationship with my wife. I, I, I love her. She's amazing. She, she knows, she knows how I get down. I, I would like to think that I'm like really present and active um, in terms of like helping. So like what, what I think helps in general is like doing everything I can to help her be able to go on with her day. So like, I'd, I'll take the kids to school so you can get ready Um, I'll help you get out the door with the baby so that when everyone's gone, then I can just lock in, you know? And like, I feel like that's more helpful than the, and she appreciates that because it could be the other way around, which is like, I have to do work. Sorry, you figure it out, which I think maybe some other dads do. I don't know. Um, but like, I've always, I've always tried to like, just make sure I'm helping as much as possible. And when I have those pockets in the day where I can be helpful or be present, um, or even just spend time with them, not even necessarily like in a like helping role, but just like, yo, let's take advantage of the fact that I'm working from home. Um, I do it. So she knows like on the days where it's like, yo, I have a ton of stuff going on, that there's also going to be the days where it's like, yo, I'm kind of late today. Let's do something. Yeah. Um, so so for the most part, I think it's it's been good and she's understanding. But, you know, we all are in relationships, happy wife, happy life, the whole bit. So, you know, it's not that it's not a challenge. It's just that's how I step up to the yeah. challenge
0: you, you know it's a, another funny thing for me that i that i haven't really like I, I just can't take to like taking conference calls or serious calls when with my kids around um i just think even though i know quarantine and covid has made it like acceptable where you're gonna hear kids in the background i'm still just not like into like i don't want to have my kids either either a i don't want to neglect my kids if they need something, you know, and then right. on top of that, I don't want to be unprofessional on the phone. But yesterday, right. um, I got on a call with uh, M1 from Dead Prez. Wow. He, you know, he was telling me something uh, that he wanted to collaborate on, but I found like some solace in the fact that his daughter was like in the background. Wow. Wild. Oh, yeah. Not wilding, but just like asking him for like food and talking to him and interrupting right. the conversation. And I was like, all right, all right, man. You know,
1: comforting. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: com- okay. I'm not the only one. Okay. And he's, you know, he's just like, yo, it's my princess. I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel. Okay. Okay. You know, but I just still don't feel like everybody would be as accepting, but it was cool right. to hear it on that side, you know, with someone else that I feel, you know, we, we have something in common.
1: Yeah. It's always nice to know that other people are going through the same. I mean, that's what this podcast is all about, right? Everyone kind of is figuring it out and talking about it and learning from each other's experiences. But yeah, no, nah, I, I feel the same way. I want to keep it separate and always come off professional. Um, but there's always those moments where it's like, um,
2: yeah, at some point, it's like, you know, fuck your it. son's
1: asking, <laughs> you yeah, your son's I mean, asking like... you for something. You're just kind of waving them off. or You know, depending who you're on the call with, like I, I always warn people, like, like this one, like, I'm like, I'm gonna be on video, so I'm like, guys, don't come downstairs, <laughs> just handle i left out a snack for you guys go outside it's a beautiful day i'll be up around four <laughs> o'clock i like or how like, i uh, like
3: how we treat our kids like pets sometimes like there's a snack yeah, yeah.
1: let's go get a <laughs> snack <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> just just do you know it's set up for you you know I, and again that's another thing that I like try to do to set it up so it's not like all of a sudden the house explodes when I'm on a call but um but yeah like if it's a client especially if it's a client call or like I do client presentations to like you Know big brands that we work right. with at my, at my job. You know, I can't have like my kid coming in, like, What's the code to the PS4? <laughs> you know, and it was like, You know, I have a client call until 4 30, I'll, I'll be out. Just please hold it until then, you know. So, I, I try to do the warnings, the war- the warnings, right? On the certain ones,
2: I got I got a what happens hack. when they break in, huh? And what happens when they, when they say. And they don't listen and just break in anyway <laughs> like what yeah, happened with my I mean, daughter it, that day
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean for the most part i don't think i've had a problem on anything like client-based or video-based but there's definitely been times when i'm just like working or whatever and they, they beat the door down but you know as long as i could keep like this the ones where i really need to make sure like i can't have you interrupting okay then I, i'm okay with that
3: I've been, I've been, uh, I've been telling y'all this for a while, but I've been walking a lot since quarantine started. Like before quarantine, people would tell me like, "Yeah, I walk X miles a day," and I'd be like, Psh, "Whatever, what the fuck is a walk? <laughs> like that shit doesn't do anything, right?" And then when quarantine started, like, yeah, I was like, "All right, I got to do something." I so.
0: imagine you are doing that old lady power walk. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> I do. I do a casual with the, weight, with the ankle weights. <laughs>
3: I do my casual little, you know, but um. But, you know, now this spring I've re- I've kind of connected dots and, like, I'll go walk for – like I usually walk for about an hour, but, like, 30 minutes is sufficient. I go, I walk for about 30, and my creativity spikes. Like, it, it goes berserk, and it's really consistent. And, you know, it's hard to get away sometimes to actually do it, especially, like, a day like today where it was just me and three kids. So I had to go manage school, lunch, everything, and try to get some work in. But like when I am able to do that 30 minute stretch and walk somewhere, my brain just starts activating. And I don't think about shit and it just starts boom, boom, boom. All this stuff just starts happening. So I don't know yeah. if you guys have the opportunity, but if you if you do, I think it'd be worth your while.
1: I we don't have for time that for that shit, Manny. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> kill, I kill for that opportunity. I really, I really would
3: try I to think find Chris it.
1: oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Yo, don't start yeah. walking and then be like, "Yo, Manny was right." I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're definitely right. I mean, yeah, I we think, know that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, I just you know, could, could the kids want to come tell with us? You? How you do? How do you pull it off? <laughs> yeah, do <dude, laughs> I mean, that's uh,
2: a, because if I tried to do that, my son was automatically going to just want to come with me. So right.
3: I, I encouraged them to, and they never – my son took me up on it maybe twice. And it fucks you. Like, it's not – at that point, you're not getting anything out of it. It's more just like you're taking a stroll with your kid, and my kid likes yeah. to point out everything and talk about everything. But um, – So you're but, not walking anymore. No, you're just kind of listening to him <laughs> while yeah, you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> but – in my case, I'm lucky that I have a 14 year old. So if I need to move, you know, if I need to go and my wife's not home, she can manage the household for my my walk and I'm in the neighborhood. So worst case scenario, she just rings me up and, you know, I handle biz, but I know everybody's not in that same boat.
1: If anything, I've taken family, family walks, you know, it's never, it's never, it's never by myself, but just, you know, I mean, that's beneficial too, but you're right. I mean, even like dr- driving does that for me too, like losing that commute to to and from like my, my office um, has taken a lot of like that alone time, alone creative time out of my life too. But
0: and yeah. best music listening time, music
1: list and podcast listening time yeah. too, man. Like I'm behind, I'm super behind. I we, got a queue that we forgive you. Long
3: we forgive you. Yeah, it's only yeah, 143 no, I- episodes. You can catch up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah like it's you know that's that's a lot of a lot of music and and a lot of podcast time has been lost for sure
2: i want to uh jump into the children's book real quick um yeah. I, I remember I, I remember hearing about it and um i think i heard you on a couple podcasts talking about it a couple years ago oh yeah. oh, nice um I'm trying to remember which one someone but, uh, has time
0: for podcasts <laughs> well, this, was, this, this was
2: this was uh yeah i don't know when, when it was but how many how many years ago did that come out that was
1: um i released that like um right like right around the holidays of 2019 so it's about a year and a half old okay. yeah but i still like still i'm trying to push it like it's new um because like you know coronavirus kind of screwed up some of the things that I had lined up for it um but yeah man I'm um I'm really proud of the book um it was something that was like completely new for me to do and um kind of a blend of a few of my different worlds that we've already talked about in like the the rapping and the writing and um my my work with youth that I did for probably 10 or 15 years before I really took on a full-time career as a writer um And yeah, I was just kind of like, I just wanted to do something that felt substantial. And it was really birthed from reading books with my own kids. And they were like in the age where they were starting to read chapter books. Um, And I I would read them with them. And not that I thought they were whack, but I was just like inspired to do one in my own kind of tone and um, subject matter. Um, So yeah, it was a process. I tried to do it like the Professional way and like get a book agent and find a publisher, and it just wasn't really working out. It's just kind of the literary world is much different than just kind of like the hip hop journalism world. And I couldn't really find the right person that understood what I was trying to do, or maybe I just wasn't the right fit for them. Um, So I just figured out how to publish it myself. Luckily, I have a lot of creative resources around me. So I had a, you know, one of my boys that I work with is an illustrator, he was really into the project. And um, yeah, we just figured out how to do it ourselves and, and, and independently released it through um, through Amazon's um, self publishing um, company, kind- Kindle Direct Publishing, which is awesome. And uh, anyone who's interested in releasing a book on their own, I definitely would look into it. Um, but yeah, the book is all about like a fourth grade kid who who discovers hip hop through a, a youth program at the Boys and Girls Club, similar to one that I used to run. Um, and it's just kind of the stages of him developing himself as an MC from the simple stuff like figuring out what your name is going to be to writing your first rap to doing your first show That's dope. and it's kind of the story of him overcoming his own kind of shyness and and um you know being this being the small kid in the group and and um anxiety and and kind of using uh, hip-hop as a tool to overcome that and make new friends and stuff so um yeah it's it's gotten great feedback and and a lot of support from the people that have read it the trick is just as an independent publisher like how do you how do you get the word out how do you get more people to read it you know what i mean how do you get it in more kids hands like what do you do
0: what's Um, the name of the book
1: the book is called my name is spit the dunk dance my name is spit um yeah it's it's an illustrated chapter book it's about 130 pages i'd say it's a fun read um you know, we donate a proceed of all the sales to the Boys and Girls Club in Northern Westchester, where, where I used to work, which is kind of where the book is set and where what's in, what it's inspired by. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really been the trick, you know, like how how, how to get more that's kids what? to read it. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the cover right there uh, by my boy Bowen, um, who's an awesome illustrator and, and a great guy representing Queens. Um, I just copped it. So I got my. Yo, you're the man. Thank you. I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it.
0: And it's funny cuz last night I, my daughter she picked up wanting me to read for her again when she had stopped for a little bit. So yeah. this is right on time, so. You see no, how awesome,
3: you see how man. beautiful life is right now? Like EFN bought that book in 2.5 seconds because Amazon is just a beast. That's the good side of technology, right. <laughs> Yo, That's crazy.
1: No, and that's and that's what people told me. It's like and they were like, yo, as long as it's on Amazon, like doesn't because I was like, oh, man, how do I get in bookstores? How do I do this? And I actually had a bunch of local bookstores that started carrying it. And we were going to do events there and stuff like that. But like anyone that I really talked to was like, yo, as long as it's on Amazon, you're good because everyone's going to do like what you just did. If they're interested. Yeah. They're going to go right to Amazon. They got Absolutely. their card. And said, Boom, done.
3: But they got a review. Um, so, though. yeah, you got you got to give a review because that's how Amazon gets gets busy giving you your, your yeah. shine.
1: I've gotten good reviews and I've got like legitimate like things that are like super heartwarming, like parents hitting me up, like sending me a picture, like, you know, my kid loved this book. He read it twice. Check out this book report he did on it. Or like, here's a comic strip that he did. Or like a kid, a dad sent me a video of his kid rapping the lyrics inside the book. So like, I've gotten like that type of feedback that makes you want to like, anytime I get something like that, I'm like, yo, I got to go harder. What can I do to? put the word out on this book you know um because I think it's kind of it's timeless I mean it's it's timely and it takes place in modern days but like the fact that it was released last year doesn't make me feel like it's not worthy of still pushing it you know no, what I mean? of course yeah, yeah how do you yeah, how do your kids so. feel
3: about it did they read I'm, I'm assuming they re- most of them if not all of them read it like what was their reaction Yeah, they
1: yeah they did read it they they kind of like I kind of like was reading it to them as I started Like, like as I was writing it, I almost would read them chapters before it was printed out and talk to them about it. And then I'd like show them like when my boy would send me the drawings, like, yo, check out this, like this uh, scratch version of the cover or like, yo, look at this drawing that he did of the dude Duncan or whatever. And they they were excited. And then and then they read it on their own a couple of times. Like once I had it, like printed out and like a bunch of their friends actually read it and loved it, um, which was really cool. So. Um, yeah, a lot of the kids like in our neighborhood like got into it and around town. Um so yeah, they, they like it a lot and they've read it a bunch of times. I think that they've taken some pride in it, which is really sweet, actually. So Yeah.
3: What uh how do you feel about your kids following in your footsteps? So particularly I guess the MC hip hop producer side of
1: of your world? Like do you guys talk about that at all? Um I'm having like a really interesting and fun hip hop bonding moment right now with my oldest son who's, he's a, he's 10, he's about to turn 11, but he's in like a crazy discovery phase where like, I would say he knows the he actually knows the deal with like current music. And we've always played music and, you know, listened to all the modern artists and stuff like that. And I've always tried to like, Like you sneak in vegetables, I'll throw like on a Grand Poopa song or something (laughs) like that. You know, I've always done that since he was a kid, you know, but like just recently he's starting to gravitate towards it to the point where he's now doing his own discovery. I had a moment. It's it's a random track, but it's a fire track. Um, um, You guys know um, Where My Homies by L.L. Scratch. Yeah. Right. Classic, right? like a sleeper classic i had that in the car one day like maybe like a month ago picking them up from school picking the boys up from school and my son he hopped in the front seat and like kind of looked at the phone like what's this and i saw him dump it onto like his playlist and then for like a week straight he was like obsessed with that song and i was like this is amazing i gotta like i gotta do this more often just have like some random Obscure playing.
3: track just pop up that's awesome
1: yeah just it was just an obscure it wasn't on purpose wasn't it wasn't a setup it was just me like driving and listening to like a throwback playlist that i made and him being like i like this song and then from there i kind of was like oh you like this we should listen to some other stuff we started watching a bunch of videos one night and um i think we landed on like juicy by biggie and he was like oh i know this song and then pff, the past like pff, since that happened he's just been like in a full biggie mode which is like amazing, you know, because, you know, you grew up in the Bronx, whatever, the, you know, the Biggie's the guy in New York. He's always, you know, one of my favorites. So to see him like embracing it and like figuring it out is cool. So in that way, I'm kind of proud. Like I want him to be a hip hop fan and like understand the culture and like have him be a part of things. Um, I, he's, he's experimented with making beats on like garage Band, And so I've, so my other kids, like we've had moments where they like that they've even done it on their own a little bit, but I haven't seen anything where it's like, they're not as like, not that I'm extroverted, but I haven't seen them like have that like, um, intuition, like take the stage or like be out in front of people rapping or anything like some other kids, you know, like they'll come down and like, you'll be at a family party and they'll start dancing for all the parents or something like that. My kids aren't really like that. They're more shy. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if they're going to follow in my footsteps like that, but I think their interest in music and the culture and the style and all the things that kind of are involved in hip hop is there. And it's it's blooming kind of like right in front of me right now, which is really cool to see.
0: Let, Let me ask you guys something, all you guys. Did you think that or could you get a could you gauge that your kids would like hip hop at a very, very young age? Yeah, I have a... yeah, like, like, like. like for, I'll give you an example. So, my daughter, you know, I when she was a, a baby, I, I was doing these things every morning when I was with her, where I would play, you know, classic hip hop tracks around her, just because in my mind I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get her into like just used to hearing these beats and and these tracks so that she grows up on it and she kind of she likes them growing up. And I noticed that that she didn't really like react to the music. To, to hip hop specifically, you know, and so when I would play other music, she vibed a little bit more. Mm, I got you, to saying. where she's a little, you know, she's three now, and you know, I could tell like if I play some hip hop tracks, she'll be like, whatever. But if I play Bob Marley, she'll actually like, like bob yeah. her head. If I play, my girl likes to play the Beatles for her a lot, she'll, she'll like be into it. She requests certain tracks, certain Beatle tracks. Um, wow. I play a lot of 80s pop around her and stuff like that and she like gets into that but i play hip hop and it's flatline nothing
2: <laughs> maybe she just likes more melodic stuff as opposed to
0: <laughs> so i'm just wondering did you guys do that from an early age play hip hop did you did you know that they oh they kind of like gravitated towards it even as, as that young of an age or is it too young to tell for me
2: uh i think for me it was uh we we played a bunch of different stuff but he definitely zeroed in on stuff that he liked and and then he started when he was able to request things like yeah can you play some rap music and you know that kind of stuff i mean he's at the point now where i mean he's got a pretty eclectic playlist of things but just like daniel was saying about getting obsessed on a song and then like just diving into it like he can yeah. he can recite all the bars on top villain back and oh, forth no. at this point <laughs> he that's, heard that that's, one and it's that's like, amazing yeah, it like he's he has piano lessons, and you know he would stop his piano teacher and say, "Let's listen to uh, Top Billion. Have you ever heard this song before?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that kind, of, like that kind of shit. So yeah, he he definitely zeroes in on
1: on on stuff.
3: How about you, Daniel?
1: I was I was gonna I was gonna say like I've always played like I've always just been like a believer in just playing like music that you like. Maybe not like hardcore stuff with a bunch of curses, but just. Playing music that you would normally listen to with your kids from like a young age. I just always want that, like you said, like let them feel the beat, right? Let them just like gravitate towards something rather than just playing like I could. I can never stand all the kids stuff. Like I can't right. do like the kids pop yeah, in the car bop, yeah. or like nah. Sharky do to do like like please like that's cool, but like not in the car, please. Um, so. Anyway, I've always done that. My one story that that I always said that I knew my oldest son, at least like felt it the real way, is like he was one years old. And I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you guys live in New York or what at the time. But when when Otis first came out, when Funk Flex, that famous night when he was first playing the Jay Z Kanye song Otis, and he was just running it back on Hot 97 like for like a half an hour straight, like kept cutting it up, running it back. And I was driving home at the time. And it was so fire to me. I was like, yeah, I still love that song. It was so fire. I came up, I came upstairs. This was late. I used to work like a late shift at the Boys and Girls Club. I came upstairs, and my son was in the bath, my oldest son. And I, I put it on in the kitchen. Like, either we had a radio or I put the laptop up and just was playing Hot Nights. So, and he, Flex was still playing it back, 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 back. My son hopped out of the bath. We have a videotape of this. He hopped out of the bath and just started, like, butt naked, like one years old dancing like crazy like swinging his arms <laughs> to the beat just going in because he just felt it like it was le- legitimately flex did like, his he was job. like this like this beat is <laughs> so yeah flex did his job exactly flex <laughs> flex to help raise my kids so um so um that moment from that moment i've always been like yeah he, he has it in him um so that that was my one like early early hip-hop moment but yeah you got it. I give them everything you know it's kind of like you want to let them discover it on your own but like now that my oldest son is like honing in a little bit on like the golden era I'm like all right man let me let me feed you some stuff and see what else you react to.
3: Yeah my, my kids they this the deck was kind of stacked against them I guess you could say because my wife and I are both big into hip hop big into Latin music so that's all they heard and they kind of just naturally gravitated to it so you could see them bopping and there was never any dislike and we would pepper in some other stuff but it was just like new jack swing hip-hop merengue salsa bachata and then you'd have your your, you know r&b sprayed throughout and that was kind of their mix so so that to this day like a lot of the older r&b stuff that we tend to play because it's safer around the house yeah they all of them. So I've got 14, 7, and 5, all of them. You can hear them singing these songs. That's amazing.
0: The, the only hip hop thing that my daughter still reacts to that I've done since she was really young and she and she like you know interacts with me is that I'll beatbox for her and then I'll be and then I'll look at her and I'll be like, B girl stance. And she she gets a oh, song. Oh, that's dope. Goes <laughs> like that. Every I time, that. every time. I'm like, all right, all
1: right. That's amazing. She's gonna remember that too.
3: that's dope daniel man Uh i know you got a busy house um so we're gonna we're gonna let you get back to it this is it was dope to have you and kind of learn about your journey so far where can people check for the book and anything else you got coming like where can people check you out
1: um all right so uh my name is spit uh by daniel eisenberg Um, is on amazon you could just go get it there if you're interested if you got kids in elementary school that are just getting into reading or you're reading with your kids or they're reading chapter books on their own they like hip-hop or music or sports it's a big basketball theme in there too um you know hopefully they enjoy it appreciate the support tell a friend or check it out yourself um uh, music wise stan ipkus um ipcus on Bandcamp. i have um the, my latest project, um, Big If Don't Play, which was, uh, I think it was included in like January 21, January 2021, Best Hip Hop on Bandcamp, which was a nice accolade for nice. me. So um, you could check that out. And then I have, you know, the singles off that album I have on Spotify, too. So you could check out Stan Ipkiss on, on uh, you know, a- any music streaming platforms. But if you want the whole album on Bandcamp and then I'm Stan Ipkiss on on Twitter and then on um, Instagram, I'm Ippy Dippy. I p p y d i p p y. Ippy Dippy. And, um, <laughs> Ippy Dippy. Yeah. Ippy Dippy. It's just a you know something I used to flex with my name like back in the day. I don't know why, why I took that moniker for Instagram, but it's worked out in my favor. So yeah, so I, I have that, and then um, I got a book coming fall '22 with my boy F Boogie from Up North Trips we're working on a, um, nice. a book about the history of New York city mixtapes um, that's going to be coming out um, with a real official publisher, really excited about that. So that's like my, that's my big side project that I'm working on right now with my boy, Ev. He's amazing. If you guys are familiar with Up North Trips, you know yeah. how he does. Yeah, it's great.
2: That's a great,
1: um, great archive so, um, he's
2: got there.
1: Yeah. So, so me and him are, we're actively working on that and really excited about that as a, kid who grew up in mixtape culture and going to the city in the Bronx and Manhattan and Brooklyn to get tapes and stuff. That was a big part of my life. So excited about that. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. I uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show, man. This has been an honor and a, and a pleasure You know, chopping it up with you guys. It's always nice to talk about things related to the family and uh, the connection back to the things we love in hip hop. So this is dope, man. I really appreciate everything you guys are doing with this platform and having me on. For no, thanks for yeah. joining
0: us,
2: man. A yeah, pleasure, gotta, man. Gotta come back, man, anytime. Yo, and no since doubt. you since yeah. you got a
3: seven month old, you're probably well on your way with baby bags. But if you want the flyest of them, go check out flydadgear.com and, and holla at me and I'll, I'll hook you up.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we need the baby bags, man. We need the diaper bags <laughs> to be official. I need a. ears.
0: You got the baby bag. I got you. <laughs> yeah,
1: no one's fucking I got you. That's not the baby bags.
0: bag. That's the bag that the baby bag is in. <laughs> that's, yeah.
3: the, that's the before bag <laughs> for the baby bag. Because
0: you might have looked at that like, oh, that was a terrible baby bag. This, <laughs> this
1: is the baby
3: bag. It's got wipes ready to go. You, I'll show, I'll show you. I'll send you some stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exclusive wipes. Yeah. I like it. No, it's amazing. I, I love it, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually, you should call that's, <laughs> that's the name of the wipes. wipes. That's the name of the wipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No one got these wipes. <laughs> By the wipes.
3: All right, man. Yeah,
1: man. Thank you, know, you, brother. Thank I appreciate you, guys you again, man. I really uh, appreciate you, brother. it. Peace. Yeah, All right, John. Right. Talk to you guys. Later. Thanks,
3: guys. Peace.
1: Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.